Hey everyone. So for this episode, we're going to go back a couple months and hang with me because I'm about to get a little meta on you for a second. This episode, we're going to go back to a period of time that came after my trip to Ikea and the first week of work, but before I'd released the episodes about those experiences. In fact, we're going back to a time when I hadn't released any episodes at all, to a time when the podcast was really nothing more than an idea, to when it nearly stayed that way. How do you know when an idea has real potential? I'm Alison Berenger, and The Intern is my story about the tech startup world, living in New York, and documenting it all. If this is your first time listening, go back and start from episode one. I think you'll enjoy it more. It's fall in New York City. I feel like New York must have just been holding out on me before, because I've been getting a lot of love. As the city cools down, it's warming up to me. Before, I didn't really have a home, but now I do, and it feels really good to live with women again. There's something so wonderful about getting ready for a Friday night with your roommates, and I've been missing that. We go out dancing. I go back to Ikea to get a dresser. This time, I take a cab home and spend all day putting it together. My roommate, Sarah, serenades us. I run a half marathon, I turn 26, and we throw a party. And work's been awesome too. I'm learning so much and making some new friends. Sometimes a whole group of us will bike home to Brooklyn together. Let's talk about out the back, out the back of Allison's fanny pack. Oh, have I turned on my light yet? No, you haven't. Oh. 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 Are you going to be able to keep that recording while we ride or what? Bike gang, bike gang. Someone with a better singing voice should, should do this. Margo? Bike gang, bike gang. We're on the Brooklyn Bridge. I finally get introduced. James. Uh, I would like to introduce Alison. Some of you would have seen her lurking around the office. One of the companies here, Blend, merges with the music company Rolly, and there's a party. Then this other company, Glitter, launches, and there's a party. It, uh, the theme is Glamorous Nights. So we got a gift booth. We have a Purple Rain-themed drink. Afterwards, when I get home, I climb up to the roof and talk to myself. Had a lot of Purple Rains. They were talking about the holiday party, and I was just thinking, like, oh my gosh, I hope I'm here. I'm hope, I, I really hope I'm here come December. I'm also really scared because I don't think that they realize how much time it takes to do a documentary-style podcast. So, <laughs> um... So, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. But there's one problem. I haven't released an episode yet. I'm going on my third month here and it's nearly November. Everyone keeps asking me, when's the first episode coming out? Or the TechSpeak version, when are you gonna ship? But I'm stuck. I've spent all this time collecting hours and hours of audio and I know there's a story in there somewhere. I feel like a sculptor staring at a huge piece of marble, but all I have is my hands. Every day, I get into the office, nice and early, before it gets busy, and pull up a Google Doc and try to write. But my brain gets hung up on all these questions. Like, how do I make this something honest and authentic when at the end of the day, I'm working for this company? Does anyone care about my trip to Ikea? I write draft after draft, mix cut after cut. I send it to friends for feedback. I am making progress, but there's still no finished product. And what I have, I know it's not good enough to put out there. Also, I'm a talker. I love working with people. But right now, it's just me by myself. 
I've asked James, my boss, about hiring someone else, but I guess he's still trying to keep this under the radar and tells me that he doesn't want to put any more money towards it. So it's just me. My days have zero structure. I like to think of myself as someone who can work well in these environments. And don't get me wrong, the creative freedom is amazing, but I'm having a really hard time not having anyone to collaborate with. But I don't know, maybe I'm just making excuses. I try to get involved with other projects around the office too. I start writing the weekly newsletter, managing the Instagram account, but I gotta be honest, it sucks to get home and realize that all I've accomplished that day is posted an artsy close-up of our free lunch and liked every picture with the hashtag startup life in its caption. This is not what I came here to do. I'm trying to make a podcast. So I keep chugging along right next to all these other companies, working, working, trying to prove ourselves and make what we came here to make. Um, today, me and Daniel and Egal and Locke all got pulled into a conference room, one at a time. This is Maya. Remember her? She's the one who gave me and, the Twitter um, tutorial. We all left feeling like it might be a gauntlet of some kind where some companies might be shut down. So they said Maya's also the co-founder of Glitter, the company that recently had their launch party. Glitter is one of the five very early stage companies that Betaworks is growing right now. We're all at a bar down the street from the office, and it's a bunch of the people from those early stage companies. And why would they suddenly, why would they suddenly do this? Uh, it's complicated, but I think um, it's understandable that Betaworks is rethinking which companies it wants to financially back because so far none of them have uh, traction or profitability. The whole thing is a bit complicated. Within the Betaworks family, there are companies of all sizes and stages. And right now, there's five very early stage companies at the office. Betaworks has been growing these companies for the past year by housing them, paying salaries, giving them access to all the Betaworks resources. But only as long as it's going well, if the companies are showing promise. The moment it's evident that something's not working, Betaworks can shut down these projects and put those resources towards the stuff that is working which is different from how normal startups work, where they raise a set amount of venture capital money and then keep going and going until the money runs out, regardless of whether the idea is working or not. In the past, some of these small companies have turned into huge companies, and very quickly. You ship it, it works. Like Giphy, for example, the search engine for GIFs, born out of Betaworks. From the way they're talked about around the office, Giphy's kind of like the straight-A, super cool older sister, for whom everything comes easy, who everyone loves. They moved out of the office a while ago to their own place. And this group of younger sibling companies are constantly being compared to her. They keep trying to prove themselves. And today was a big test. And how did you feel coming out of the meeting? <laughs> it was rough. I felt like if I fucked up, my company would get shut down. Okay. It, it was the first time that they were really asking like, about our growth and monetization plans and future product plans. And it felt like the first time we really had to prove that we had something, whereas before it felt like, let's make something fun and see what happens. If there's one thing that the tech startup world is not generous with, it's time. There might be lots of money, beer, and almond butter, but there's never enough time. Less than 24 hours later, one of the partners breaks the news, one by one, to each fledgling company. Tell me, tell me what just happened. Betaworks has decided to shut down Glitter. Okay which we knew was a possibility. We always knew that was a possibility. That's how things work at Betaworks. Um, so, uh, you know, it happens. It's an early stage company, like 99% of them fail. So we're okay. 
but no one looks okay. Everyone's so bummed out. As for the other companies, one gets shut down, one is safe for now, one is told they need to find outside funding, one stays in limbo. Which has me starting to get worried about what happens to me and the podcast. Just like Glitter, it seems to me that the podcast is something fun to do and try and see what happens, but I haven't even shipped. I haven't released an episode yet. I eat lunch outside one day with Brian. He's the guy who runs Instapaper, the guy who's been around for a while, the one who last episode was making fun of me about my Twittering. We're friends now. Because I feel like I really need to get a sense of actually how much Betaworks is wanting to put into the podcast at this point. Because because if they... I have to imagine it's lower priority. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I would think that too. Like, things change, right? So, right. and I mean, the same thing could happen here. Like, ah, uh, we don't need a podcast. Yeah. Uh, so, so th- things can change like that, especially like in view that there is a shift happening at Betaworks. Mm-hmm. Then I meet with James, my boss, to see if he has any sense of how things are going. And he lets me in on what the CEO is thinking. John's current thinking is like he just doesn't really want people floating. Like he wants people aligned to a product. Um, I'm pretty sure the podcast isn't a product, but I also don't totally feel like I'm floating. Then a few days later, I get a message on Slack, the internal messaging app that we use. It's from Brian. Hey, Allison. So I just want to give you the heads up. I was in a meeting with a bunch of the Betaworks folks, and John asked James if you were still floating or had settled in, and James said still floating. I would take that to mean that there might not be a role open for you. If I'm decoding what that interaction was about correctly, I think Betaworks is trying to refocus and that the podcast might also be shut down as a result. I'm trying to keep my cool and not get paranoid here, but it's becoming more and more clear that I should actually be worried. I talked to one of the partners here to try to see if I can get an answer from him about the status of the podcast. I'm going to record. Is it okay if you don't record? Okay. Though he didn't know for sure what would happen, here's what he did say. Straight up. The podcast is a side project and wouldn't want me counting on that and then it get cut. A few days later, James sends me a message on Slack and asks to chat, but doesn't say why. The office has an open floor plan, so there's not much privacy or quiet, so we go for a walk. But thanks to the construction and meatpacking, it's noisy out here too. You are familiar with uh, our investment in a small company called Anchor. Yes. Michael and Nia wanted to ask me if it was okay to ask you if you were interested in working for them. Interesting. And they want someone to help them with community and lots of other stuff. And they were like, we love Alison. Can we hire her? And I was like, why? But I want to make a podcast. Yeah, me too. Me too. Okay, not what I was expecting. Anchor is another Betaworks company. You heard Mike and Nier introduce themselves in the Betaworks welcome lunch in episode two. And I was right, we have gotten pretty tight. Anchor, by the way, is a social platform for audio sharing. It's like Twitter, except instead of 140 characters, it's a two-minute recording of your voice. Anchor falls into another category of Betaworks companies. Unlike Glitter and the other companies that were on the chopping block, Anchor is an outside investment. So Betaworks invested a set amount of money. And as an added bonus, they housed Anchor for the last three months. But they're about to move out and set off on their own. So 
like I said to James, I want to make a podcast, but I'm not sure how I'll come out on the other side of this shift that's happening here. So I talk to the anchor guys and they tell me about this community manager job. It'd be a lot of talking to people, networking, basically trying to get people using the app and creating content. And they tell me that they think I'd be a good fit. It seems like a job I could do well and maybe actually my only option, but it's not what I came here to do. It's a step further into the tech startup world. I want to talk this whole anchor thing out with someone, so I go to Maya. Yep, she's still here. When companies get shut down, Betorx tries its best to move people to other companies. The rest of the Glitter team are all developers, and they moved over to work on Poncho, the WeatherCat app. And Maya decided to stay on and is now head of HR. I'm really glad she's still here. Um, so, with Anchor, you'd be employee number one. They already love you. So, like, they came to you, and they're, like, trying to poach you from Betorx. That's how much they like you. I looked at the job description, and it's, like, real responsibility, right? All this stuff that's not trivial. Um, not that making a podcast is trivial, but that's so, like, secondary to the stuff that's important at Betorx that it's, like, it's a totally... Maybe it's just not the right timing for me here, doing a podcast. I'm too much of a beginner, and I'm a team of one here. Maybe I just need to look at the podcast as a small failure, a stepping stone to something else. And there's a lot of opportunity with the anchor job to learn and be challenged. Who knows where it could lead? And I feel like I could build the marketing and business skills and apply those down the line to a mission that more aligns to my passion for women's health and education. And yeah, I also think this is pretty much my only option right now to have a job. So I do a lot of prep for this anchor interview. I think of ideas for growth, ways to get people engaged, as they say around here. The more I plan and prepare, the more I'm getting really excited for this job. We all meet for the interview at a coffee shop around the corner from the office. Cool. So we have some other questions. It, uh-huh. it looks like maybe you've I prepared some, some stuff. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. How do we want to do this? I think maybe it makes sense for you to start. Yeah. Stuff. Okay. Well, if you look at page one. Oh, wow. Oh, this is a handout. Yes, okay. this is a handout. Cool. <laughs> Okay, uh, so this was just some brainstorming I was doing. Uh, so it seems like one big question is, like, how do we get con- good quality content? I'm hitting all the right points, bringing in all the good ideas. I'm getting good feedback from the guys. Mm-hmm. This thing's going really well. At a high level, like, what, what are your career goals? Like, what do you want to do with your career sort of long term? Um, I mean, the things that I, like, the issues that I care about, like women's health and education. And, I mean, all my jobs... Up until this point, like I was a teacher, I helped start a nonprofit. I've always done jobs that, to me, will, I don't know, make a difference. Like, that's really important to me. Um, My guiding principle has been I want to do a job that's like making a positive impact. Right. Or do you feel like this job could make a positive impact? Yeah. Do you feel like this fits into it? Yeah, definitely. Okay. We talk for almost an hour. As we wrap up, I'm feeling really good about how things went. Do you have other other questions? All right. So to be candid, I mean, we told you this, like we're talking to other people about the role. Uh, So we will get back to you, I guess. Within a week, we'll talk to you again, for sure. Uh, I start to imagine my new life at Anchor. I imagine myself as the spokesperson for the company riding around Manhattan, telling people all about the coolest new app. But when I get on my bike and start riding towards Brooklyn, I start replaying the interview over and over in my head. What, um, when you kicked off the pocket, like, were you expecting to have had released some episodes by now? When we 
when you kicked off the podcast project. Yeah. 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 Why, like, is, why do you think, um, like, what, is, is there a reason right. like, that hasn't happened by, by well, now? So or? for the longest time, there And when I get home, I replay the conversation. Literally, I press play and listen to myself. And to be perfectly honest, I think it's been really hard doing this by myself. Yeah. Because um, anyone I talk to, like, you don't make a, a radio show without a team. Yeah, it's hard. Um, it's a lot of work. So. What do you think has been the, like, the most surprising piece of this that takes up the most of your time? Of working at Betaworks or of the so Of the podcast. So basically, yeah. like, you went into this thinking I could release four episodes right. in a month and a half right. or whatever right. it is, but then something happens. I know, I mean, I talked to you about this, but, like, one of the challenges I think you had was also mm-hmm. the lack of structure about what it is that you were supposed to be doing and, like, what the podcast even was supposed to be, right? Yeah. They sort of yes. hired you yeah. and they were just like, yeah. I mean, you could you could turn this off if you're not going yeah. to no, I mean. So, again, just to be candid with you about the yeah. role, because I want you to understand that if you have a different perception of this role of what it actually is, I don't know that you'd enjoy it. Right. There is not a lot of structure in terms of, like, we have a goal, right? The goal, just right. like you had a goal of releasing X number of episodes yeah. by a certain date. Our goal is to get X number of uh-huh. users within a month of releasing the app. Um, beyond that, like, all we really have is Why did I have to be so honest? I probably could have answered that question about podcast progress in another way. I think about calling my grandpa, but I'm in no mood for tough love. And honestly, I'm too embarrassed to let him know that I might be out of a job again. The week goes by slowly. I'm trying to focus on editing episode one and trying not to think about what I'll do if I don't get this job, if Betaworks decides to close down the podcast. I'm at the office when my phone starts buzzing. It's a number I don't know. Probably Mike, but I freeze up and let it go to voicemail. Then immediately listen. Hey, Alvin, it's Mike Vignano calling. Um, just giving you a call. Um, give me a call back when you get this. Number is 917 Tone of voice. Not good. Also, who leaves their number like that anymore? I feel like it's only something people do when they're nervous. I'm about to call Mike back and... I'm shaking that I'm I'm so nervous. Um, okay, all right, okay, keep it cool. So listen, uh, I'm sorry it's taken us a little while to get back to uh, an interview for the candidates, and uh, ultimately we decided that we're we're not going to move forward with the position with you. Uh, I think through now interviewing the people, thinking more about the role, we've realized that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the call. Um, I understand for sure. appreciate it. Um, and yeah, I mean, still on your guys' team for sure with everything. Yeah. Cool. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Mike. All right. Bye. Well, shit.
and now I'm kind of freaking out about not having a place here either. I talked to James, to Maya, to see how I can stay around, how I can align myself to a product and try to work on the podcast on the side, maybe. There's no place for floaters right now. Over the course of the fall, I'd been starting to think that I did have something to offer the tech startup world. I thought I could do it, but maybe not. Maybe I don't have the experience for tech or for podcasting. Nine long days pass. I frantically schedule a doctor's appointment I've been putting off. Who knows how much longer I'll have this health insurance. Then right before Thanksgiving, I get an email from James. It says, what we want you to do is focus on getting the podcast great and launching end of year. What? More than anything, I'm just relieved. Now, since you're listening to episode four, you probably already knew how this was going to end. But what you are probably still wondering is why Baydorks decided to keep me around and continue the podcast. And to be frank, I am too. By all accounts, they should have let me go and shelved the podcast idea. Nothing about me at a tech company makes sense. I'm not a developer. I'm not a designer. I don't have experience with marketing or social media. I'm just finding my voice on Twitter. It's a big part of why I didn't get the anchor job. And yet, here I am. Okay, quick segue. I promise it'll make sense. I talked before about the Betaworks company Giphy, the wildly successful GIF search engine. It was built in just a few days. They shipped it. It worked. Like magic. Well, not quite. Giphy's cultural timing was perfect. From emojis to YouTube, visual communication was on the rise. Messaging was too, with Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, Snapchat, all that stuff. GIFs were the perfect communication tool, and so a product built around GIFs was the perfect fit. Also, the founders had been working on startups for years, so they had a ton of experience building companies. What I'm saying is you need a bunch of things to line up just right to see a success. So then, what lined up for me? I still don't really know, but I have some ideas. First of all, everybody wants a podcast nowadays. Some say we're going through a podcast renaissance, so that's working in my favor. Maybe it was Joe's advice in episode two just to be a good person and talk to people. I've done that. I've become part of the family, and in an intangible way, it's made me valuable. Or maybe I was so cheap that it didn't make much of a difference to have me around. And in the end, I guess my lack of experience didn't matter too much. When I first started, my grandpa told me that this was either going to be a great success or a great failure. But as I said in episode one, it's not that simple. And I predicted that the podcast would instead be a small series of successes and failures. What I did not predict was that the highs would be so high and the lows would be so low. When I started out, the goal was to make a podcast, stay afloat. Well, I'm here and you're listening, so check that box. But there's still a lot to do. The podcast is good, but I want to make it great. And with that comes the inevitable failures. I think that failing, that's how I know I'm doing it right. It's a learning process. Slow, often painful, joyful. And you, listeners, get to do it with me. The other day, an email went out asking if anyone in the office needed business cards. I responded, but hesitated for a second about my title. Intern? No. Podcast producer, I wrote. I'm not an intern anymore. Next episode, you'll hear me do some negotiating, across the table from James, and then with some advertisers. If you want to talk to me about this episode, we can have a conversation about it right now with our actual voices on Anchor. You can ask me questions, give feedback, share your own stories, whatever you want. Go to anchor.fm slash the intern to join the conversation. This episode was produced by me, Allison Berenger. 
Caitlin Prest was my editorial advisor. Shout out to my fabulous friends for their last minute feedback. I could not be doing this without you. The music in today's show was from Subdelay, Candor, Kick You, Swell Out, and Upright T-Rex. Finally, one last word from James. And then I get an email from you that says like, we talked and we're gonna move forward with the podcast and that's gonna be your main focus. What happened? I don't even remember. I don't, I seriously, I don't remember. Everything just like, yeah, like one week something's this, and then the next week something's that, and then it's that, and then I think, I think it was just me and Sam just saying, look, Alison's fucking smart, she'll figure it out, and we still want to do it, yeah. even though John's not convinced. I think if he had not liked episode one, then that would have been that. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Like, John didn't know that I had hired you. Yeah. I mean, eventually he did. Because I tried this with two other people. Do you know that? I know you tried it with one other person. Yeah. With two other people. <laughs> yeah. I knew, I knew I was uh, flying under the radar, but I didn't know. No, you were totally flying under the radar um, for, for a decent amount of time, which is potentially why I didn't introduce you at the company meetings. 